hello, hello, my fun sexual friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Fun Sexual Podcast with your girl, Majesty. That's M-A-J-E-S-T-Y-Y-Y. Three Y's in case you didn't know. <laughs> We're back for another episode of the podcast. The podcast that you love so, so, oh, so very much. And since you love the podcast so much, um... Wherever you're listening to the podcast, go there, rate it, write a review. I would really appreciate it. I don't ask y'all to do a lot. Thank you so much. Sorry you can hear my neighbor walking upstairs. You know. Anyway, this episode I'm excited about. I think I say that I'm excited about every episode, but I really do. <laughs> I really do be excited because this is stuff that I like care about. This is stuff that I'm like passionate about. This is stuff that I live. This is stuff that I just get excited to share. I am... I am an open book. I, I just, I am. I don't have any shame around anything that I do or have done. So I love being able to talk about it and being able to connect with people through similar experiences. And I love to be able to teach people. So that's why I really do enjoy this podcast. I really do enjoy interacting with people and, and telling you guys these stories and laughing and breaking things down and learning more about it all. Like, this is this was the right move for me, honestly, um, and that has nothing to do with the episode. But I just wanted to tell y'all that and just say that I love y'all so much. And with that being said, it's time for me to get into this episode. So, in the words of the late Mr. Pop Smoke, <clears throat> I'm with whatever. I'm with everything. Like I'm with it all. What you want to do? I'm a slut. What's up? Give me lit. I dare you. <laughs> this episode is all about being a slut. Um, the word slut. And all of the stigma associated with slut or slutting. So when you hear the word slut, what comes to mind? And be honest with yourself. I, first of all, it's not like I can hear what you're thinking or even if I was, you know, I can't hear what you're saying right now. So like, be honest with yourself. When you hear the word slut, when you've used the word slut, what was the definition that you were thinking of? Um, so Webster defines slut as a promiscuous woman, right? So in general, people hear and use the word slut, words like slut, hoe, whore, Harlot, all those kind of words. I don't even know. If, do people still use harlot? I don't know. Either way, when people hear those words, they generally think, uh, you know, a woman that is assumed to have sex with many people, right? And I said assumed because I've heard virgins called sluts. I've heard celebrities that we literally don't know who these people are laying in the bed with, but we're, you know, calling them all types of sluts and holes and all types of different stuff. We literally don't know what, what is being inserted, who is inserting themselves into their, you know, vaginas. And yet we're calling these people sluts, right? It actually has nothing to do with, like, engaging in sex. Being a slut has nothing to do with engaging in sex, but it has everything to do with people's perception of your sexuality, how much sex people think that you're having and with how many people, right? Because we wouldn't call a married person that's having sex with their partner, you know, 10 times a day. We wouldn't call them a slut, but you would call a woman who's having sex with 
10 different people once a day a slut. Even 10 different people a week, you know, whatever. You would call her a slut because of the, the number of people. It's how much sex you're having and at what frequency and, you know, with how many partners that, like, makes you a slut. Which is just... It's, it's really, it's really crazy. But anyway, um, I don't need to spend any time, honestly, on the fact that slut shaming is a double standard because we all know it and we all know that it's straight bullshit. A woman does one thing, a man does the same thing, the woman's a slut, the, the man, you know, is getting dapped up and he's getting props by, you know, all his friends and counterparts, whatever. So we already know that that is a double standard that exists and we all can acknowledge that that double standard is bullshit. So, now that we got that out the way, let's get into the let's get into the good stuff, okay? I don't want to say good stuff, but you know, let's get into the rest of it all because I have I have quite a lot to say on this topic. And me, Majesty, the host of the Fun Sexual podcast, you know, the person who has engaged in quite a bit of of slutty things, I and the biggest advocate of, of sluts, honestly, for real. And I used to myself, I used to slut shame. And I don't say that with pride at all. Um, but I will, you know, give you guys just a little bit of background. Because I, I have to acknowledge sometimes that y'all don't really know me. A lot of y'all don't really know me. So, a little bit of background, okay? I grew up in a semi-Islamic household with my single parent mother for the most part and my very traditional sister. I love you, Mia. Um, and I said semi-Islamic because early 2000s, my mom moved me and my sister to Delaware, right? I was in second grade at that time. And um, we came from New Jersey, you know, North Jersey from Newark, East Orange, where there's a very heavy Islamic um, population and community to, you know, Delaware, which is a very diverse, um, area, but there were not really any Muslims. I don't remember, I, I remember having one Muslim friend, um, growing up and going through high school up, up and up till, excuse me, from like grade school to like, you know, we left when I was in eighth grade. I remember really like one other Muslim girl that entire time. So there was not a, a big Islamic population out there. And when we moved out there, my mother definitely became lenient um, as far as our practice. We still identified as Muslims. We still maintained our Islamic beliefs. We still uh, maintained our Islamic lifestyle. But as far as practice, so like, you know, forcing us to wear kimars where we used to or making salats five times a day or fasting during Ramadan or reading the Quran or, you know, doing things like that, we didn't necessarily practice, but we still had our beliefs and we still had our lifestyle, right? And among those beliefs was that, and I'm going to use quotes, giving your body to someone was supposed to be, you know, special. And back then, giving your body uh, meant, you know, having sex with your husband, right? And now that has definitely changed. That that special, giving your body to someone should be special, now means more of a consensual and pleasurable experience. Um, and don't get me started on the giving your body part because I, I really hate that word. It's like, Women have this sense of, men have this sense of ownership over women, and I hate that giving your body part, because it's like, I, I am the owner of my body, so letting someone enjoy an experience with me 
is not me giving them my body. It's still my body. I am still in possession over my body. But you know, maybe I'm looking too far into the words. I just, I just don't like. I don't like that those kind of um, phrases because it just doesn't sound good. Um, but like most of us, um, some degree of like slut shaming and victim blaming was a part of my upbringing. It's in rooted in so many different religions and in so many different cultures that. I, you know, I'm not mad at it and I'm not, you know, ashamed of it. I'm disappointed that I, it took me so long to realize what was happening and how things didn't make sense that, you know, you learn things, you hear things, your parents say stuff and you kind of just take it on. You don't really think about it too much as a kid and you get older and you're like, that didn't really make too much sense, but okay. Um, and so let me, let me explain that, that, that degree of slut shaming that we're all kind of brought up with. Um, not even just slut shaming, but victim blaming as well. How many times have you heard your mother, your aunt, your grandmother, somebody calling girls fast or fresh because of their clothes? She was wearing a belly shirt, so she was fast. Or she's wearing her pants are too tight, so she fresh and all of this stuff. Well, why are we looking at the girls and saying they're fast and fresh, right? Instead of looking at the men who are sexualizing those little girls and saying that they're the problem. Why do we never... Why do we never blame the people who are actually at fault in those situations? They're not fast and fresh. The problem is the perverts. The problem is the perverts, not the girls. I should be able to wear my stomach out and you not sexualize that. That's something that you're doing, not something that I am doing, you know? Or when you see a woman, maybe a neighbor, the lady that lived across the hall from you who had men over all the time, different men over all the time, right? And now she's a hoe and all types of stuff. Literally... So what? So what if she's having sex with different men? You know? Um, and, and and you might not even know that she's having sex. You just might see her with different men. And now there's this perception that she that she's a hoe. That is slut, that is some slut shamey ass, judgy ass shit, right? Or even this one, not being allowed to wear red lipstick or red nail polish when you were younger because that was the color of whores, right? That is dumb. That is so dumb. I am literally right now with my red pointy um nails and my red lipstick. I did this specifically for this episode. I put this lipstick on specifically for this episode. If y'all follow me on Instagram, y'all saw me do that. But because that's crazy. Do y'all realize how crazy that sounds? You have on red lipstick, so that means that you're, you know, you that means you're a whore. That means you're a prostitute. That means you're selling your body. Who the hell? is looking at a, you know, a 10-year-old girl with red nail polish or red lipstick and said, oh, yeah, that 10-year-old is definitely a prostitute. Let me go up there and, and go buy her, you know, go buy some pussy from her. What? It doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't even know why we were ingrained to, like, think that. And I think that that is, like, a growing up black thing because I, I can't imagine white, um, you know, parents doing that and saying stuff like that. It just, it just, it really just sounds crazy when you, when you think about it, honestly. I just... It, it sounds crazy. Um, or even colored hair. Colored hair was too grown or weaves being too grown and stuff like that. Like, how is, how is having colored hair grown? If, if, if anything, it's more playful and childlike, if, if you ask me. Like, you know, pink and purple and blue hair, to me, it's playful and childlike. You know, it, it doesn't seem grown. And even, like, so it's colored hair. It's colored hair. You know, I don't know. But we were all, you know, a lot of us were ingrained with, with those kind of things. And so it forces us to look at the person doing it instead of the, the people who have the issue with it, the people who sexualize because of it. Those are the problems, 
Those are the people that need talking to, but we not ready to, y'all not ready to, uh, to have those conversations. And I get it. Our parents wanted to, uh, protect us from the perception of others, um, because promiscuity or being hot or being fresh or being, or being grown is all based on someone's perception of you. It, It has nothing to do with what you actually do. It has everything to do again with what they think you do, what they think these things signify that you do. And I remember my mom telling us growing up, she would tell my sister and I all the time that your reputation is everything. And now I know that that's what she meant. It does not matter what you do. It matters what people think you do because if people think you do it, they're going to gossip, they're going to tell other people. And then at that point, it doesn't matter what you actually did. People already have this idea that you do, you have, you say, you know, you whatever. And that becomes, that becomes you. That becomes people's perception of you and um quite honestly what is the issue with your child growing up and being a sexually liberated person because really that's that's what it is it's sexual liberation you know even if, if you are having having sex it's sexual liberation what's the problem with growing up and being a sexually liberated person i just i don't understand the issue um if somebody wants to call it out you know hit me up on a side somewhere and let me know like what is that what is that issue what is that fear i, I don't know Anyway, um, in high school, I can remember, this is really fucked up, but in high school, I can remember, um, you know, sex tapes going around and girls being called all types of things and being cast out of their like friend groups. And my 15 year old brain at that time never really considered that, you know, that could have been the first time she ever had sex or the first time that she ever sucked dick. And this person then took advantage of her, recorded her without her consent. And now they are sending it around the school. My brain, my brain never really thought about that. We saw these videos. We see these girls doing these things and we're like, oh, you know, she's, she's a hoe. She's fat. She's hot, whatever. When, first of all, that was pornography. That was distribution of underage pornography. These were not... These were not um, 18-year-old girls. These were 14, 15, 16-year-old girls and, and boys distributing pornography. That's an issue. They should have been charged for that. My brain where I am now as a, as a 27-year-old woman, that, that, was, that was a huge issue. And there was a, a, a stint in high school where there were so many different videos going around and people were just sending them to each other and watching them in school. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. Um, even in college, there was a girl uh, my freshman year that was known for having a sex with a lot of different guys. Um, and she was considered, what well, she was back then what I would have considered to be a hoe. She had a reputation for being a hoe, right? And now I realize as I'm older, like maybe it was, it was probably jealousy, honestly. I really think that it was jealousy because in high school, in high school, ooh, in college, I was not having a lot of sex. I really was not. I was not having nearly as much sex as I wanted to have. And it's not that I necessarily wanted to have sex with the people that she was having sex with, but the fact that she was able to get some in the first place and that she was able to, you know, assert herself amongst these people and had the confidence to go after what she wanted. I didn't have that back then. I did not have that at all back then. I was kind of like, you know, what kind of falls into my lap? If it's something that I want, I'll take it. I wasn't really necessarily like going after people back then, going after guys to, to sleep with back then. Um, so I think that that was definitely a jealousy thing in me calling her a hoe because, you know, so fucking what? 
So what? She wants to have sex. So what? A lot of us have sex in college. So fucking what? So what? Literally. So what? Um, I would definitely say we're in a far better space than we were in previous years when it comes to things like slut shaming or like sex shaming, but we still have like a long way to go. The fact that I recently heard a guy that I follow on Instagram talking about how uh, men don't want to, what does he say? He said something along the lines of like, men don't want to wife a hoe or something like that. I, I saw his story and I clicked it and I heard him like, say something like that and I just clicked out of it because I was just like so fucking what so what and guess what it's actually a lie because hoes get wiped every day b hoes get wiped every day b I see it all the time I see it all the time I love it I love it and quite honestly when you wife a hoe you are in for a fucking surprise someone who is sexually experienced can teach you and show you and do some things you probably ain't never had done before if you ain't never fucked with a real hoe Okay, hoes get wifed every day. And the fact that people even still have these the, the need to say the thing like hoes, you know, we want to fuck you, but we don't want to uh, wife you. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up because we don't care. We literally don't care. If we cared, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. We've heard it all before and we're going to continue to do what we're doing because it feels good and it's fucking fun. Okay, anyway, um, even in spaces um, um, like the kink community where swinging, you know, threesomes, gangbangs, couple swapping, sex parties, casual encounters, all of those things are frequent. Slush shame still exists in kink spaces, which I think is kind of crazy because most of us out here, you know, are, are slutting it up in some way or doing things that would have traditionally been being considered slutty. We're doing it. We're posting our naked body on the internet. We are having sex with uh, people that might not necessarily be our partners or, you know, people that we don't really know. We're going to sex parties. We're having sex with somebody's wife while her husband watches or, you know, we're friends and I'm going to sleep with your boyfriend and you're going to sleep with my boyfriend. Like, that's, that, those are things that are common and frequent in this community and yet, and slut, and yet excuse me, slut shaming still exists here. I think that that is crazy. We're all sluts. And, and the only reason I'm not talking about men right now is because literally Webster's definition was a promiscuous woman. So, yes, men can be sluts, but by definition, technically, men cannot be sluts because they're not women. But, you know, we know that that's a lie because I know some slutty-ass men, and I love it. Woo, child. Mm, okay. Um, we're going to back up a little bit. Why do we have sex in the first place? Right? I broke it down into three reasons that we have sex. Number one, procreation. We have sex to make babies, obviously, right? Number two, we have sex for profit. We have sex to make money. We have sex, or we have sex to like gain something, to get um, rent paid, to get, you know, have sex with that professor to get the grade. You have sex with somebody to get some food or to get backstage pass to that thing or to get flued out or go on that vacation, whatever, whatever reason it is, we have sex to, to gain something from it. Right. And the third reason is we have sex for, for pleasure because it feels good, whether it feels good physically, whether it feels good mentally or emotionally or a combination of the all three, 
we have sex for, for those reasons, the three P's, procreation, profit, and pleasure, right? Personally, as someone who is not trying to make a baby or sell pussy, you know, at this point in my life, and I have sex right now solely for pleasure, but I'm not nearly getting enough sex. Let me stress that real quick. I am not having enough sex in my life right now, and I am disappointed, and I am frustrated in it, okay? Let me say that. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. I'm not having enough sex right now. I haven't had sex in over a month at this point, I think it's been. I think it's been over a month at this point, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense, and I hate it here. I hate it here. Anyway, um, so as a person who who's not having enough sex but has sex for pleasure, I envy the people who are slutting it up right now, for real. I really do. I envy. I envy y'all. Like, please, please rub some of your good dick energy over on me or some shit. Cause I need it at this point in my life. I really, I really envy the people who are having, who are having sex and lots of sex right now. Cause the universe obviously don't want me to get none. Cause every time I try some shit, ooh, every time I try some shit happen, it just don't work out. Or when I do have sex, it's not good. It's just ugh, whatever. Okay. Um, and as a woman, <laughs> the single objective of a clitoris and the female orgasm is pleasure, right? We don't need our clits or orgasms to have babies. I've talked about this in a previous episode. We don't, we don't need it for anything but to bring us pleasure. It does nothing else. So sex for the purpose of pleasure sounds about right. It's, it sounds about right. And a person that seeks sex is a pleasure seeker, right? Sex is pleasure. A person who's seeking out sex is a pleasure seeker. So a slut, a person who's having a lot of sex with maybe a lot of different people is just a pleasure seeker. And what is wrong with seeking out pleasure? That is what life is meant to be. Life is meant to be enjoyable. We eat foods that bring us, most, some of us, some of y'all are like health nuts and shit and y'all eat food just because it like fuels your body or whatever the fuck. I eat food that tastes good because it, it tastes good. I eat food because it's pleasurable. I travel because traveling is pleasurable. I, you know, wear the things that I wear because they feel good on me or they make me feel good. Like my life is all about, especially right now, my life is all about doing things that make me feel good. Not so much worrying about like, what it looks like to other people. So I'm a, I'm a pleasure seeker. And so in me being a slut, that's me. That is me seeking, seeking pleasure. Sex feels good. And there's nothing wrong with indulging in pleasures as long as nobody is getting hurt. And nobody can, can say otherwise, you know, if you want to bring religions and all that stuff into it, you can do that, but I don't give a shit. Cause I'm not, I'm not engaging in that kind of stuff, but you know, nobody's getting hurt. So why, what, what is wrong with, with seeking out pleasure and seeking out things that feel good, that make me feel good in one way or another, you know? Um, now in the new age, a lot of this stuff, I feel like it's kind of, to some degree, it's prehistoric. Like slut shaming still exists, absolutely. But it's not, the word slut is not really so much a derogatory term anymore. Um, it's, it's a term that's more worn as a badge of honor by the sexually liberated women of the world, in my opinion. Um, because as a new age slut, we have things like the feminist movement, where we are allowed to seek out our pleasure without being, um, what's the word that I want to say, without being titled as something else, 
You know, we are allowed to seek out pleasure. There's nothing wrong with us seeking out pleasure. We have things with, think, I'm sorry, we have things like Amber Rose's slut walk. Y'all remember a couple years, Amber Rose launched her slut walk, and everybody has so much to say. Why would you want to be called a slut? It's because we don't care. It's because we have to re we have to reclaim that word and what it means. Y'all take people have taken the word slut to mean this this evil, terrible thing. And there's these ideas that if you are a sexually liberated woman, or if you're a slut, if you're a whore, whatever. That you can't be, you can't be smart, you can't be a mother, you can't be successful, you know, by your own means and all of this stuff. And it's a fucking lie. It is a lie. You can be a slut and be smart. I have engineer friends who are fucking sluts, like engineers. I know people making six figures and doing coding for some of the most amazing things that are fucking sluts. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, sluts can be really, like, book smart. Like, I just, y'all are, y'all are weird. Um, but we also have things like people and things like Wheezy and Mandy of the Horrible Decisions podcast. And let me just say, I love that podcast. I have been listening to Horrible Decisions since a very, for, since, almost since the beginning. And I definitely love that podcast. I love what they're doing. Um, was that Friday, they were on The Breakfast Club, they did an interview with Charlamagne, and I just, I was so excited to hear the things that they were saying, and for them to be on a platform that big, their platform alone is huge, but to be on a, you know, a, a radio show, um, like that, a national radio show, I just thought that that was amazing for them to bring, um, what we really need to be talking more about to a platform that big, so I was really happy to listen to that, if y'all haven't listened to that, definitely listen to it, check it out. Um, but we also have, um, people like sex positive, um, doctors and therapists now. And, and those spaces are super, super important in creating and cultivating safe spaces that are free from shame and judgment, places for us to learn, for us to, um, be, uh, to educate other people and to be proud, to be proud of ourselves, um, for seeking pleasure because that's something to be proud of. Going out and going after what you want can be very, very hard. Whether it's the job, whether it's finding that house, whether it's the partner. Seeking out the things that you want in life can be very hard. It can be very intimidating. So if you are seeking out the sex that you want to have, you should be proud of that. Um, speaking of sex, positive therapists. I actually uh, had therapy last week. I'm just going to tell you all a little story because I thought it was funny. On brand, but kind of off brand. So I'm in therapy regularly, right? And my therapist is a black Muslim woman. And so I was talking to her. She knows about my subs and, you know, all about Mistress Majesty. And so I was telling her that I had a new sub that I was really excited about because he's sending me money and buying me things. And I like that type of shit. And um, I asked her, I was telling her that he's like a virtual sub. I've never met him or whatever. And she was just like, I don't, she was like, like, I'm trying to understand what they, you know, what they get out of this stuff besides sex. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't have sex with them. She was like, wait, you don't? I was like, no, I do not have sex with these men. She was like, all of this time, I thought you were having sex with them. And I was like, okay. I was like, no, I'm not having sex. She was like, so now I'm even more confused as to like, what are they getting out of it from a, from a psychological standpoint? And it was kind of funny because for the last fucking what four months she thought i've been having sex with these men no 
I have not. And she, you know, she's never judged me. She's never shamed me. She's never, you know, she's never done any of that. So, if, you know, I love the fact that we are in a space where we can have sex positive um, therapists and, and counseling and stuff like that. That's really, really important. Um, but anyway, somewhere about two years ago, a year or two ago, actually, I would say that I realized that I had become what 16-year-old me would have been would have been calling a slut. I've definitely my life, let me just say that my life has turned out far better than I ever anticipated that it would have. I live a very nice life. Um, I've worked very hard for the things that I have and the things that I do and I am I'm very proud of that. Uh, but once I realized, it was very recently that I realized one day that I was like, yo, I am, I'm a slut. I'm doing some really hoe ass shit that, that when I was younger, I would have been like, mm -mm, that's never going to be me. Mm -mm. Yes, I'm doing those things and I'm enjoying those things, but I'm proud of it. I'm proud to no longer be bound and limited by the fear of what people think. One thing that y'all might or might not know about me, I just, I, I came to a point where I literally just don't give a fuck anymore. I don't give a fuck about what people think because I'm going to die one day, right? Or even before I die, hopefully, knock on something, I'm going to get old. I'm going to get old and I never want to look back on my life when I'm 60, 70 years old and say, dang, I wish I had done that thing. Whatever it is, I'm doing it. With this podcast, my sister had been telling me to start a podcast to talk about kink for years, Cause I used to call her in the morning after doing some slutty shit or some hoe ass shit and, and tell her, you know, what I was doing and what happened last night and stuff like that. And she loves listening to it. She was like, yo, you need to do, you need to start a podcast or a blog. But I, you know, it took me a very, excuse me, took me a very long time to, to go and feel confident and feel like I, you know, this was, people wanted to hear this. So it's here. Um, I didn't even know if I was ever going to bring this up on the podcast, but I am two months away from living in a school bus that I am converting into a mobile home. I'm going to be living in a schoolie soon. And I got to a point where I was watching videos of people building schoolies and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And it got to a point of, if I don't do this at this point in my life, if I don't do this right now, I'm going to look back on my life and I'm going to regret it. I'm going to look, continue to watch videos of people doing it and people living that nomad life, living on the road, and I'm going to be envious that I, that I never even tried to do it. A month later, I went and I bought a bus and started doing my conversion. So I never want to look back on my life and say, I wanted to do something and I didn't do it. I'm going to do all of the things that I want to do. Am I going to be safe about it? Absolutely. Am I going to be smart with it? Absolutely. But I'm still going to go out there and I'm going to try. And that translates into so many things that also translate into my life sexually. So I'm, I'm proud to not be bound by what people think because that way I get to do what I want to do for myself. I'm proud to finally be putting my desires and my pleasure first. Because that's important. Why should I why should I prioritize your desires of me or you know what you want for me over what I want for me? That would be dumb. Because then who's gonna put me first? Duh. Um, I'm proud to be able to even be in a space where I can look back at myself and the things that I've done and the things that I'm doing and acknowledge that I've changed and acknowledge that I've grown. Some people can't do that. Some people don't expect you. They feel like when you change. 
And when you grow, you know, that it's something wrong, that you're not staying consistent. No, we are human beings. We experience things on a daily basis. We are able. We are able. Oh, my God. (laughs) We are able and capable of growing and changing and evolving and learning. And we absolutely should. If you're staying the same, there's something wrong with you. Don't don't judge people for changing because we are meant to. We are meant to change and we are meant to grow. And and. I'm proud to no longer be hung up on this concept of fucking body counts. Oh my God, I hate that concept. I just feel like it's so dumb. Who knows how many people, I mean, there, you know, I can't even say who knows because there are people that know how many people that they've had sex with, but it's just like knowing that does what exactly? I'll wait. It does nothing. It literally does nothing. Like, knowing that does what? Whether you've had sex with 5, 20, 50, 100 people, 300. Knowing that does, what what does that change about your life? Does that make you smarter? Does it make you dumber? Does it make you richer? Does it make you poorer? Does it make you uglier? Does it make you prettier? Does it make you more well-traveled? What it does make you, you know, is maybe more experienced. I, I like, I mean, but even still. So what? It doesn't matter. It changes nothing. It doesn't change your relationship. It doesn't change, you know, it doesn't change the, the, your brain and make you smarter or dumber. Like, it, it changes nothing. We have to get off of this concept of body count. This It's dumb. And I haven't had anybody ask me that in a very, very long time. But one of the last times that I can remember somebody asked me, a guy specifically asked me about body count, um, that is an immediate turnoff. Because I don't like, it's like asking me how many, how many times in your life have you eaten ice cream? Who the fuck knows? And why are you counting that? That's dumb. That's stupid. Why would you do, like, it just, it, it, it doesn't, it, it, it changes nothing about your life. So I'm so happy not to be stuck on that and not to be worried about that. Because I do remember a point when I was first starting to have sex and being like, oh my God, I have had sex with five people. Oh God, no. Oh, shame. Oh, the shame. Throw on the scarlet letter. Like, it, it was dumb. It was really stupid to be hung up on that. Notches on the belt or whatever we used to call it. Like, I'm over that. I'm, I'm 100% over that. And even Miguel once said it. You know, Miguel said, <clears throat> I hope she don't think that I think that she's some kind of hoe. I don't care. That just lets me know that she knows what she wants. But even still, why can't she be a hoe? You know? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Being a hoe, being a slut, being a whore, all of these words that we try to use as derogatory terms are really just saying that a woman is confident and is um, uh, what's the word I want to say? I don't want to use like assertive or aggressive, but it's actively going after what she wants. She wants sex and she's going after it. Boom. If it was anything else, if it was, she wants money and she's going after it, she would be getting all the praise in the world. Right. Or if it was, she wants knowledge and she's going after it. Right. Now she's so smart. PhD. Uh, was it price going up and all of that stuff? We, we, we salute all of that stuff. But as soon as it's sex, she wants sex and she's going after it. She's a hoe. She's a whore. She's a slut. It's really, it's dumb. Um, I have friends now. I have two friends in particular. I love y'all babies. Y'all know who y'all are. Who are coming into their like wholeness, right? 
And when they have their little escapades and their sexcapades, they'll call me and be like, bitch, let me tell you what happened. I'm like, okay, like, what's up? And we can, like, smile and laugh and I can cheer them on because I know what they're feeling. Like, I know that they are, you know, ha probably having mixed emotions about this. We were raised not to be this way and not to do these things and not to enjoy this or not to have sex with somebody on the first date or blah, blah, blah. We were raised not to, you know, have and do all of these things. And now you're doing them and you realize how good they feel. You realize how much fun it is. You realize how liberating it is. And so it, it's, it can be scary to shake the, the table because you're doing something that you were told never to do. This is unacceptable, but you're doing it and you're like, oh my God, this is great. This is so much fun. What's wrong with me? Am I, is this normal? Am I okay? So I know exactly what they're feeling and I'm so happy to be able to, you know, kind of be there for them and to, you know, coach them and guide them through this time. Because sometimes we, we do need that that person, somebody that we can talk to. All friends, let me not say that because I really don't talk to my friends that are slut shaming anymore. But um, you know, everybody doesn't have all of your all of the people in your life might not be as um hmm, what's the word I wanna use? All they might not be as open to to a, the the lifestyle change if you're changing over into a more liberated lifestyle. People don't always agree with that. Um, so I'm happy to be able to be that person for my friends because I love them so much. Um, I love watching them progress and grow in all facets of their life, not just their sex life, but in their education, in their, um, careers, in their businesses, all of it. I, I love watching it, watching them grow and glow. And, you know, I love being able to be a part of that awakening, you know, and being a slut is fucking fun. They're enjoying life and it's great. Um, and this is, before I, I close out this episode, I just want to say this, right? If you're a slut, own it. The worst thing that you can do is be a slut and be in denial because then you look crazy and you, you really are making a fool out of yourself at that point. If you are a slut, be a slut. Stand in that light and embrace it with confidence. Be smart and be safe. Really, really, that's really that's that's the end of it. Be confident about it, own it, be smart, and and be safe and be safe. Because at that point, when you're doing all those things, there's nothing that anybody can say that'll affect you. If somebody calls you a slut, you can say, absolutely. Absolutely. Be a smart slut, be a safe slut. Wear, you know, wear condoms, um, get tested, ask your partner to see their test results, like do all of those things and you can go about and living your best whole life happily and comfortably without fears and anxiety and all of that kind of stuff. You can just go out and just have fun, you know? And to everybody else out there, I want y'all to remember this, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna close out with this right here, Okay. <laughs> Let me get close to the mic so y'all can really hear me with this one, okay? <clears throat> if it does not affect you, your time, your money, your life, your family, any facet of you at all, if it does not affect you, mind your business. Gossip is a miserable person's pastime, okay? Let me say that again. If it does not affect you, your time, your money, 
your life, your family, any facets of your life, mind your fucking business. Okay? And with that being said, <laughs> this slut is signing off. Bye.